new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. And we are back. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast live episode number 30. As always, this is your host, Jared Warren with Emilio Palafox. What's happening this week, buddy? It's going fantastic, man. A lot of stuff going on this past week. First and foremost, man, I'm here in Austin with my sister. She's going to be having a baby any moment now. It's just super exciting. It's super surreal to me. And so I've been helping around and helping my brother-in-law with some things, just kind of being present, doing a lot of coaching. Really exciting times, man. So glad to be connected with you listeners as well. And I wanted to let you guys know, I had introduced last time the movie quote. The you know, I was like, Emilio! And now I just want to say that like every time I get you on the line. <laughs> it's interesting. Julian Gilbert, all the way in Perth, Australia. I mean, like literally as soon as the episode uh, went out, I was thinking like, okay, who's going to be writing in here? And I guess with the time change difference, I don't know what time it was over there, but it's like within, you know, it seemed like within minutes, I got a response right back. He's like, dude, freaking night at the Roxbury. I was like, hey, welcome from nice. Australia. I guess they watched that movie over there as well. So, awesome. so thanks so much, Julian. We'll get that copy straight out to you. And for those of you out there who are curious about getting the book as well, the easiest way to do that, and I'm going to start promoting this because my team's asking me to, but if you guys leave a five-star review on iTunes, I'll mention those. I'll select some of the five-star reviews and you'll get a copy of my book as well. So nice. I want to start giving out more freebies like that. It's something that I typically forget to do, and I want to make sure that we do that. So, no, like I said, we've got a lot to cover today, Emilio. And what I'd love to do is kick it off on something that I've hesitated just a little bit about talking about on this podcast. And I don't know if you have much experience with this. We haven't talked about it, obviously. But it's around uh, lithium, using lithium and the benefits of lithium, some of the cautions around lithium as well. Do you have any experience in that area? Or have you talked to anybody about lithium? I'm glad you're bringing it up because I've heard about it, but have not kind of, you know, dug deep with it. Yeah, it's somewhat controversial among people who I would say don't know as much about it. If you know just a tiny bit about it, or maybe you've had somebody in your family that has dealt with some sort of uh, cognitive issues or anxiety, depression, I guess is where I'm going with that there. You know, lithium is nothing more than just an alkali metal. And anybody that knows a lot about it just knows that it's naturally present, you know, in trace amounts out there, in trace amounts of minerals, water, soil, fruits, vegetables. So it's not anything that's just like real bizarre or man-made. You know, it is out there. It's natural. And for those of you who haven't done a lot of research or reading on lithium, just know that it plays a huge role in the function of a lot of what we talk about on here, especially several enzymes, hormones, uh, immune and nervous systems, all the things that we're going to use or many things that we're going to use to really keep us charging forward. The reason I say it's a little bit controversial, like I said, is that most people know lithium, if you have any experience with it out there, they know about it in higher prescription type doses for schizophrenia, depression, Alzheimer's, you know, it could even be used in that space as well. There's just a lot more coming out about it now. I think the first place that I heard about it was a doctor friend of mine, and then I read about it a little bit in Tim Ferriss's book, Tools of Titans. It was recommended in there. I'm like, hey, I've got to get my hands on this. But just know, guys, we are not doctors. This is my medical disclaimer here, especially with something like this. I want you guys to really know yourself, know your symptoms. I'll talk about the cons of lithium here in just a second. But if you're using it at really low doses, I think this is going to be an amazing thing for you guys to build in. 
the one, Emilio, that I think is really important at this point right now for listeners to understand is the one that I'm going to be discussing is the over-the-counter lithium called lithium orotate. Mm-hmm. The prescription version, like I said, is going to be in much higher doses to treat more severe cognitive symptoms. But I think you guys are going to be blown away by the benefits. But again, know your body, check with your medical physician before you do anything. And more importantly, just use your brain. If you're not responding well to it, don't use it, right? But the thing that I started picking up on is some people out there in research that I read said that the -the over-the-counter version, the lithium ortate, again, that passes the brain barrier much more efficiently than other versions. So if we're doing it in controlled doses and they're small, I think your experience is going to be very similar to mine, or I hope it is. And really the pros to this, guys, is it's great for emotional balance. Like I said, the higher doses are used for anxiety, depression, but you can even find lower doses improving your mood. And it doesn't take a lot. Most people recommend like one to two milligrams. I don't think you're going to feel a lot on that if you're a 200-pound individual like myself. I take five milligrams. That would be the recommended dosage. And I'll share with you guys what type I'm using and link all that up in show notes. But it's great for emotional balance for your mood. It improves cognitive performance. I'll get into some of that as well. It even increases bone density. And most importantly, the thing I get most excited about is it improves your mitochondrial functions, which I'll go into a little bit more in depth, Mm. which you and I have talked about a lot. Yeah, I love um, anything that has to do with mitochondrial function. I'm, I'm all about it. My ears kind of open, my eyes kind of widen. And, you know, I like that part. I like, the, of course, the cognitive enhancement piece since I'm a high-performance coach, but also a piece that you talked about, the emotional imbalance. I think a lot of people kind of downplay that right now. And when you think about the emotional quadrant, that's so huge because really our emotions are running us daily. And a lot of us don't have kind of, or maybe learning or still building, but it's hard to really master, if you will, this emotional um, balance. And so something that can give you or help you out with that, I think is is something to go to because a lot of people, are, I feel like, are unaware of this, that because our emotions are running us all day long and we're constantly having that, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, they're actually one of the most energy drainers out there. And so if there's something that can balance that, then, you know, you're going to show up better, you're going to perform better. So uh, it's awesome to hear that that's, you know, one of the benefits in addition to everything else you said. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell my advisors here, especially the young advisors, financial advisors, this is just a really tough business for many reasons. Most of the time, you know, the work that's required to really commit to building a practice is tough. And I tell these guys all the time, I'm like, look, you're not in college anymore. You can't go out drinking on a Thursday night and, you know, show up to a big meeting on Friday. That should be self-evident, but we all have to learn from the school of hard knocks, (laughs) right? Yeah. can't, you know, like crap all during the week and then wonder why you're tired every afternoon and can't stay awake in your meetings or really be on for your clients. Because we are face to face for hours during the day, three or four meetings a day, face to face with clients. We have to be on. Right. And I tell them, I say, look, this is a performance based business. And either you're going to show up and perform or you're not. And yeah. anything that we can do in today's crazy, busy, right. toxic society to help with that. I'm all about it as well. And I think it's important too, really quick there about, yeah, we learned from the school hard knocks and you know, some people, you know, change 80% and they're 80% doing well or maybe 100%. But the times that uh, we continue to learn from the school of hard knocks and the times that we're still kind of struggling, whatever, because, yeah, maybe sometimes you go get a drink or, you know, you, you, there may be some times where you're not eating well. But I think that's what's great about this show is that, well, hey, look, if you're going to do that, here are some supplements that can help you balance that or counteract something, right? Or if you are going to go and do some of those things, like I said, look, for the majority of part, I know you are like this. It's the same here. Yeah, I got to absolutely be on my game all the time because it is a performance-based business. But if you could always add certain things that you recommend and, and that we talk about, I think that's that's what's key because a lot of people have their life and there's life events that happen. And if there's things that can help and supplement their lives, given what you said, I think it's you know all the more 
you know, better to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. And so I just want to dive in here for you guys. I'm going to go a little bit deep on some of these. So if you're driving around in your car, working out, whatever, don't worry. I'm going to link some of this up on show notes as well. But there's tons of research that you can find out for yourself out there. But the health benefits of lithium, there are so many out there. I'm going to hit the high points that I think our listeners would gravitate well toward. But number one, lithium is just such a huge component of being neuroprotective. Okay, so that research studies out there, scientific studies have found that lithium treatment, even at small doses, was found to robustly reduce glutamate-induced excitotoxicity, NMDA, as most of you guys have probably heard of that more before. Like I said, mood disorders, Alzheimer's can help diabetics. It can help cancer, inflammatory issues that you're having, autoimmune issues that might be popping up. All of that is going to be neuroprotective where it just coats the myelin sheath of your brain, really helps build the cellular mitochondria in your brain. And so these are in no particular order, but that was one that I wanted to mention, first of all, is that this is not just about stimulation, which you're going to get some of that as well. And it's not just about mood improvement, which that helps you stay on and stay active and more pleasant to be around. But it is neuroprotective, actually protecting the building blocks of your brain when it comes to growing more gray and white matter. That's awesome. I mean, anything that's neuroprotective is is something that I highly recommend to my clients. I mean, it's like we've talked about in past episodes from Dr. Amen, that quote of change your brain, change your life. We, you know, we got a computer up there and, you know, let's make sure that we, you know, defrag it, put more memory into it, refresh it, protect it, you know, so that when you're in your daily life with your businesses, relationships, that you're going to perform better. And so if you can protect that and because it looks like we're adding a whole lot of stuff to the brain and, you know, we don't want to have things that can damage it. So that's amazing that that's providing some neuroprotective benefits. I love that. Yeah, good point there. We're adding so much toxicity to the brain that we have to combat that, whereas people in previous generations did not have Mm -hmm. some of the things that we're exposing ourselves to, even the air we breathe, the water we drink, as we talked about before. The other thing that I know you'll get a huge kick out of is when it comes to lithium is it increases neurotropic factors, BDNF, NGF, Mm -hmm. and GDNF. So we've talked about BDNF before. Mm -hmm. I also talked with Sean Stevenson a lot about that on my podcast here recently. But NGF and GDNF, let me take a second to break all of those down and tell you guys why as we're, you know, kind of coming down on these building blocks off of it being neuroprotective, why that makes sense. So we talked before about BDNF, okay? That's a major neurotrophin that's essential for cognitive development. Synaptic plasticity, you know, again, growing the gray and white matters of your brain. Neuronal survival, the mitochondria, making sure that the healthy ones are surviving and thriving. It's really miracle growth. It's like miracle growth for the brain. Yeah, you said that in a past episode, and I thought, man, that's a great way to put it. I haven't heard it that way before, but that's great. And, yeah. and really just helping you prevent, maybe for some people out there, having a future of get, having to get on antidepressants and anti-anxiety effects because you've really, like I said, just screwed up your brain with the stuff that you're putting in there. So the NGF, the nerve growth factor, and then the GDNF, which is glial-derived nootropic factor, all of this stuff is going to be really hitting the the hippocampus or the frontal cortex, a lot of where our our feelings or our bodily functions or our deep thought episodes, those things are happening. But NGF and GDNF, those are going to help to increase, again, the neuronal cell survival and plasticity of the synaptic systems that are happening here in the neurons in the central nervous system. So it's affecting your brain, but it's also affecting how your brain communicates with your nervous system. So I hope you guys are hearing this out there as you're listening, that this is just, first and foremost, you know, I led off with this saying that it can improve your mood or it could improve your performance. And we'll get into that a little bit more here in just a second on the other points. But I think it's most important. You can improve mood and you can improve the way you feel during the day and maybe have crashes later in the day, whatever. 
But if you're not really rewiring or helping the brain to create new plasticity or cell development, really, you're just kind of masking a problem. You feel good during the day, but your brain is not really getting an upgrade, as we've talked about before, which I think is going to really help you to feel better all the time, not just when you're taking a supplement or introducing something new. Absolutely. You know, I love BDNF, man. I'm trying to kind of bring that to awareness. I think it's going to be an important term that's used from now in the next 10, 20 years going forward, because it is that miracle growth for the brain. And they're finding new and new ways yeah. that we can do during the day, such as a lithium supplement or resistance training or, you know, what have you, that is going to raise these BDNF levels of miracle growth for your brain. And, you know, I always try to do kind of what Tim Ferriss talks about, that 80-20 or the minimum effective dose. And so, you know, learn about some of the things, kind of, have, you know, expand your awareness and kind of pay attention to that BDNF. So anytime you hear it, try to incorporate that. Try to see what's the, the least amount of things you can do during your day that can increase PDNF, which will really be that 80% return that you'll get for your life day by day, week by week, year by year. And so, yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm going to, do you have any recommendations on maybe certain types of lithium supplements? Yeah, I do. The brand that I use, and there's, I'm sure there's great ones out there, but I've had a lot of uh, great experiences with this brand, but it's called Pure Encapsulations. I just know the way that they source everything or most of their stuff out there. I had seen the brand also recommended on several studies that I saw, and it comes, the way I ordered it was just on Amazon.com, and you can get it. It comes standard in five milligram doses. Like I said, a lot of people out there who have done research studies say one to two milligrams, even at that low of a dose those will start changing some of the things that I'm talking about here, but you're likely not going to feel anything I found unless you, you know, weigh somewhere maybe around 120 to 150 pounds, something like that. So some of you out there may be, but somewhere around my weight, 200 pounds, when I first started out, kind of a loading phase, I started taking 10 milligrams just to make sure that I was getting it into the system. And boy, I could really feel it. Intense focus, almost like a calming, which is really good for people like ADHD type people. It actually calms down in a lot of studies that they were doing on mice and things like that as it calmed those processes down from being fidgety and things like that. But pure encapsulations, you can just go straight on Amazon. I'll link that up in show notes as well. Another thing, Emilio, that you may love about this is that it really enhances or induces autophagy. And we've mm. talked about the Headstrong book before, which talks mm. a lot about autophagy. And for those of you out there listening in that might be hearing that for the first time or maybe haven't studied it, that's when your cells degrade and then recycle the cellular components to reuse those raw materials. But you're recycling a lot of degraded or old or worn out. It's almost like running in your tennis shoes. You're still using the same tennis shoes, but that material is wearing down and it's actually starting to affect your back or your legs or other things. So when your cells start wearing down you know, we're recycling that, uh, which this happens on a, you know, nanoseconds of a, you know, nanoseconds at a time. It's so fast. But whenever our cells start reusing a lot of that excess waste or a lot of that, uh, you know, when it's degraded, you just get cells that die off more quickly and they don't perform well. So if you've got increased or induced autophagy from this, that's going to be for a lot of people out there considered anti-aging, cancer preventing, but more importantly, just for the neuronal function and survival of your mitochondria and your cells. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then lastly, I've hit on this a couple of times, but people's moods are different. People's fidgety and, like I said, the ADHD, that's different for everybody. But lithium at different doses really can calm that stuff down. So it's got a calming effect, a mood stabilizing effect. Really important that when we have to be on during the day that it's helping with that. So people that are using this for like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, all those sort of things that make it a little bit controversial they're using this at like 150 milligrams plus. What I'm talking about is five milligrams, like five to 10 milligrams. And, and even on that, I can see a huge difference in the way that my brain performs in the weeks that I've been taking this and, and will continue to do so. 
but just that aggressive, I guess, for lack of better words, I would call it people with ADHD, hyperactivity disorder. It just really slows a lot of that down because lithium is a huge building block for serotonin. And that's your feel good, you know, a lot of your feel good mood during the day. And it also decreases your norepinephrine, which can be a stressor out there right. for you guys. So there's that. so many more. I would encourage you to go do your own research. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, like I said, started off for about a week or a week and a half on 10 milligrams. And man, immediately from day one, noticed a huge cognitive difference on that. I've seen some studies where people are taking up to 20 or 25. You just have to be really careful because it, it does affect your brain and some of the systems I've mentioned out there. Again, just from a legal standpoint, I'm just mentioning just to use your brain in a literal way and just treat this stuff with respect the way it should be. But at lower doses, you guys should be fine. I'd love to hear your stories out there if you start experimenting with this on what you're doing and how it helped you. And then lastly, I think I wouldn't be doing you guys any uh, great job here if I didn't mention the negatives. You know, I think we have to bring the positives to people, but also the negatives. So I would say for people who have Crohn's disease or people who have thyroid issues, you really want to stay away from this. You can have some inflammation in your intestines, which people with Crohn's disease, that's a big deal already. But it may also inhibit some thyroid function a bit. Again, that's at higher doses than what I'm talking about here. But I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that for people out there who might have intestinal issues, Crohn's disease, thyroid issues. But I would just probably stay away from it if you've got some issues like that. If you're okay and you're healthy and you're looking for maybe your brain to be on high octane each day and really just, just thriving and you to be in a great mood as you're knocking stuff out, I just can't believe more people don't talk about this, Emilio, and I'm so glad I found it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you're talking about the both the positives and the negatives. And that's, that's absolutely something that we should continue to do and that everyone listening should continue to do. So as they start to experiment with their body, because we're all different, we always talk about that based on our genes and our, our epigenetics, you know, how we live our lifestyle. It's important because, you know, what heals me may kill you and what kills you may heal me, you know. And so those are, of course, the extremes. Right. But, yeah, it's important, you know, test guys, see what works for you you know, low dosage, start to increase higher, uh, see how you feel, really be mindful of all these things. So I think that was amazing things that, uh, that you presented for sure. Yeah. And I would just say as a kind of final note on this, I would start maybe for me, I know what my body is like. I know what I've been on before that's similar to some of the things I'm describing. I felt comfortable starting with 10 milligrams. You guys might not be. Five would probably be safe for most of you guys out there. And even at five, like I said, you're going to notice a difference. Maybe start with a lower dose. Start with one or two milligrams and then start building your way up. Five is pretty recommended long-term for increased, like I said, bone density and all the things I mentioned, but also longevity. And all of that is we're improving our brains and improving our uh, our nervous yeah. systems and, and all of that out there, including our bones. You know, I think it's also important to mention, too, when it comes to supplements, and because we're all different, you know, consistency is key. And what I mean by that is, you know, some people will take something, try something out, and they want to feel it, you know, that moment, that day, that week, that month. But depending on the individual and on the supplement and its sourcing and its bioavailability and all that, right, it could take anywhere from, you know, a few weeks to a month to even three months to really kind of to kick in your system and for a person to actually feel the effects. And so, whether it's with lithium or anything else that you've tried or about to try, I think it's important to, to have some consistency with it and not just expect like immediate result. It can very well be so. And of course, it depends on what supplement we're talking about. But, you know, I want to just put out there to be mindful of that. Yeah, so important. You know, Jared, I'm so glad that you brought this up. You know, I love that we keep talking about brain stuff because, you know, I've, I've taken some neurology classes and taken some certifications and some accreditations on these kind of things. And, you know, one of the things... Um, when it comes to the brain, this was from my brain solutions leadership assessment that I took um, a couple years back. And in that accreditation, one of the things that I learned there was 
you know, how our brain processes certain information and the level in which it kind of stops. So really like the brain can only take so much every hour by hour. And so what is recommended by a lot of neurologists is to really take like breaks every 50 minutes. And the reason being is because every 50 minutes, your brain, whether you realize it or not, starts to wander off because it could only take so much information at a time. And so if you want to be 100% rather than, you know, 80% and kind of this diminishing return, it's what I've really kind of learned and kind of suggested to some of my clients is, you know, every hour kind of take a break, whether it's five seconds or 15 minutes, right? So it all depends. But I think it's important to do that, not only for efficiency's sake, but also so that your subconscious can kind of play out. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're learning so many things and you're doing so many things. And if you actually take some time to just let that process out, let your subconscious kind of just soak in all of the information rather than just go, 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 go. I think it can be very beneficial. And what this kind of leads me to actually a great topic. I'm not sure if if you've practiced this at all, but really kind of improving your passive recall. And what I mean by that is, you know, and I think, Emilio, not to cut you off there, but I think you're just for the listeners out there, I think what you're referring to when you work some on and then you take some off is really what the research world or the brain world would call your ultradian rhythms, which we don't talk about a lot all the time. You hear circadian rhythms, mm-hmm. which spike between 6 and 8 a.m., somewhere in there when you're you know up early in the morning. That's why you stand up you know really fast. You've got the cortisol spikes early in the morning, which Correct. is part of your circadian rhythm. If you're on a healthy track, you stand up really fast out of the bed in the morning. The, that cortisol is spiked, and it is up. Sometimes your blood pressure is even up a little bit more. That's what makes you almost feel like you're going to fall down or whatever. And then over the day, that should start stepping down to where in the night uh, or somewhere in the early evening, that cortisol is pretty much used up, not necessarily, but it's used up to the point where melatonin, that faucet melatonin can really start flowing in there and get us ready for bed. So what you're referring to is ultradian rhythms, which really has to do with our brain function of staying on during that time, but then needing a break, which I think we're really poor doing in our society today. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, we are poor about uh, taking breaks. You know, it's kind of like this go, go, go high performance. But really, when we talk about high performance, really taking a break and having that balance really improves your performance. And like I said, because there is a diminishing return and neurologists have studied this in terms of when we're talking about brain right now, if you're able to take, like I said, could be a five second break. It could be one minute. You know, you walk outside really quick or you walk around the block or you just do some breathing techniques or you stand up and do some jumping jacks. You do some push ups. You just stretch. You just kind of you know, whatever it is, there's so many things you can do, but I think they're key, not only for the reasons that you stated, but because it allows your subconscious to play out. One of the things is that, you know, in building my business the past few years, you know, all the time, myself and others are, are having insights, ideas, business ideas, uh, certain creativeness that comes through daydreaming or, you know, when we're actually dreaming. And a lot of the times when this happens, because we're so go, 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 we tend to forget what those ideas were or insights were, you know, maybe because we didn't write them down. I know a lot of people will, will tend to have like a journal right beside their bed or what have you. Or if they think about something, they're good about writing it down. But a lot of people that I talk to, in, in my experience, are not good about that. They have that and they're like, I'll oh, remember that. And they don't. And the reason being is because a lot of these creative states and insights and aha moments come when you're kind of in a, a theta state, when we're talking about brain waves, And... Right. A lot of times when you're having that, it's kind of this daydreaming meditative state where it comes and then it goes. Well, you know, get, being a high performer, a biohacker, a bulletproof coach, and, and just really the high performance conversations that we have, I think is an important talk to, topic to bring up. And there's certain ways that you can actually improve this, quote unquote, passive recall so that 
when you do have these aha moments, creative times, that you actually really soak it up and you actually remember fully what you thought about so that you can start to incorporate that into your life, into your business, into your relationships so that you can continue to get to the next level. And so one, you know, being a bulletproof coach, one technology, I love technologies, as you guys have probably heard in the past is Neurominer is one of them actually. And now, Jared, are you familiar with Neurominer at all? I'm not. I've heard about it probably just through some bulletproof stuff that I've done, but I'm yeah. not familiar at all. So it's a brain training tool, essentially, and it's designed to teach you to develop and mine your subconscious so that you can actually access and get to the important stuff, like I talked about with creativity, intuition, and recall. So really what it is in a nutshell is that, and this is for 20, 30, 35 minutes, there's different, let's call them games. There's like a creator game, a visionary game, and a dreamer game. And what's going on here is that you put on your headphones, turn off all the lights, close your eyes, and there's some music that's playing or some water flowing or rain falling. But really in the background, there's some entrainment, I guess, going on that is putting you into a creative state, into these meditative states to where where these aha moments come up. And while your brainwave is in this state, because you know normally in this state you'll tend to forget, while your brain is going into these states via this music, there are some bells that are ringing in the background. And your job in this game, if you will, is to remember, try to remember all the, the bells that are going on in the background. So counting them, right? So let's say in 30 minutes, this music's going on. I'm kind of nice, you know, meditating. I'm getting into that, you know, it's in training my brain to get into a creative state, most likely in that theta where we, you know, may have these aha moments, but not necessarily remember them. So while we're in that creative state, we're in there, you're having to kind of exercise that creative muscle, that aha muscle. So you're in this state where you don't, don't normally remember because it's not a focused state. You're in this kind of dreamland state. You're still having to try and see how many bells are being, you know, rung throughout the session. And so, you know, you're trying to count it, you're get, kind of getting into the daydreaming state and then you're like, one. so this might be something similar to like Muse or some of the other things that I've seen out there where there's music playing, but then you hear like when your brain goes off track just a little bit, you hear maybe some, like you've mentioned before, static or rainfall. But I think this, from what I've heard, this takes it a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what's going on in the front level. But I mean, in the background, there's, you know, whether it's binaural beats or what have you, I don't know exactly what they're using in the background, but it's in training your brain, meaning it's forcing your brainwaves to get into a, a creative state where normally if you got into that state, whether it's through meditation, yoga, just or just having to get into a flow state or something, not a flow state because that would be more focused. But if you're in this state where all of a sudden, you know, think about the times where you've had some aha moments or creative moments, okay? Studies have shown where it, when you're in those moments, it's hard to really recall exactly all the details of that particular moment. And so what this is doing, and it's, it's an advanced technology that is getting into that and then forcing you to try to remember the, the bell counts. And so at the end of the session, you put in the, you think, okay, I counted 89 bell counts. And it could be like, well, actually there was 140. And you're like, dang it. And so you're exercising that muscle, if you will, doing those reps, doing those sets over and over and over again until you, you know, get a better percentage score. And so next thing you know, you said there was 102 and there was 104 bell counts. And so what this is doing is it's, again, exercising that muscle. We've talked about this in past episodes. I'm all about building different muscles, whether that be physical, emotional, you know, spiritual, mental muscles. So this is kind of a, a mental muscle, a creative muscle that, uh, that you're building so that when you're having these insights, creative moments, or things in the dreams that you've had that were like, oh man, some of the best ideas for business have been within dreams. 
or where you were kind of daydreaming driving or working out or doing something that you weren't really focused on. And so really by doing this, you're building up that better passive recall, that better creative muscle and aha muscle so that you can actually get all the details of what you got during that time and then start to incorporate that into your life so that you can get to the next level, build that new business idea or you know, what you need to do in your relationship, whatever it may be. And so I think it's important to talk about it and a great technology to practice and try out. Yeah, absolutely. And I was going to tell you guys, this is on topic, even though it's a little bit different, but there was a, you know, I've really started trying to hone in more on my meditation. I'm just reading so much information out there about Fortune 500 CEOs, top business leaders, people that are really doing a lot of world-changing things. And, you know, you read the stats on that, like 98% of them have a regular meditation practice. Those things may look different. They may be doing some of the things you're discussing or even something as simple as just a uh, phone app like Headspace or Calm or something like that. But I'm like, man, I'm missing the boat here because what do I feel like? I always feel like I don't have time. I'm running like crazy. My staff keeps me back to back here at work. I know you're busy throughout the day as well. And then you get home. I've got three little kids at home and a wife and all that. And I, you know, I get in bed at night and I'm like, crud, man, I was really going to try to get my meditation in. So I've started like really just saying, look, this is going to be a non-negotiable. This is going to happen. And I'm going to start training my brain more. And man, I had two sessions this week where I did a 30 minute guided meditation. I was just doing it on Headspace just to make it simple there at home. And I started having, you know, kind of bear with me here, but I started having these images of people's faces that started coming in my mind. I started having these ideas, like super creative, like clear ideas that were coming into my mind as I was just totally focused. I was actually sitting in the bathtub. Like I never take a bath, but I like, I was kind of stressed out a couple of days, sat in the bathtub and for 30 minutes just did this guided meditation where I'm breathing slowly, concentrating on my breath, following the guided prompts. And I just started, I knew immediately when my brain had kicked over into these new waves because it was almost like I was dreaming a little bit inside my brain. It's kind of hard to explain, but dreaming a little bit inside my brain while I was still awake. And I walked away from that. I was like, man, you know, it happened twice. So I'm more cognizant of it. But I was like, man, I'm going to start writing this stuff down. Like Mm -hmm. if I have a 30 minute meditation, 20 minute meditation session, whatever, if I start getting into those waves again and I start thinking of these things that just pop up out of nowhere, like it was fun and it was weird at the same time, but it really right. showed me the power of stopping and focusing on that. And I was like, I'm going to start writing these down. So I look forward to doing that. What you're doing is taking it even a step further where you're using some of the, not necessarily the guided stuff, but like you said, the binaural beats, the music, counting the bells, those sort of things. All of these things, guys, are going to work to help you pull away from the noise and the busyness but with what? With intention of training your brain and really getting into these, I don't want to say uh, flow states, uh, because that's even more complex, but just into these different waves that you're not, I'm not, most of us are not necessarily always trying to make time for. We have to start doing this. And even the stuff you mentioned about the recall, the ultradian rhythms, taking a break. If you do that over a period of time, how much better is your brain going to be from a creative and thought standpoint Versus someone that just grinds and grinds and grinds and just really never stops. So I love talking about all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up two good points that I'd like to talk about. You know, one of them, you talked about visualization when you were when you were having that, you know, with this neurominer stuff, there's different kind of levels like medium, hard and very hard. The medium is creator. The hard is visionary is what it's called. The very hard is dreamer. And to give you kind of an, an insight as to what's going on, you mentioned visualization. So like the creator stages, it's a session kind of designed to program the mind for success heightening your imagination, your visualization, your memory, your learning and concentration. If you start to kind of get better at that, there's a visionary 
program, which is a little bit harder. And that's really engaging your mind's most kind of deep-seated programs. This is training for vivid visualizations, kind of like you had. Great inspiration, profound creativity, and really exceptional insight. In my coaching sessions, that's where it really takes place. You know, my clients have these exceptional insights that really change the game. They're like, wow, I didn't look at it that way. And that one thing that they change changes their life forever. And and it's truly life-changing, that simple way of looking at something different. So when that insight comes and being able to remember that incorporate, it's huge. And the last one, when you start to really become good at this, the the last one, the very hard one is a dreamer, is what the, the game, if you will, is called. And that's really, each one of these is like kind of slowly peering into the subconscious mind. And so this is diving into your unconscious mind. It's kind of training your, well, it is training your mind to access and recall the information that is otherwise unavailable at the conscious level. And, you know, one of the things that you brought up um, in terms of CEOs doing certain things, you know, when I talk about 15 minute breaks and things of that nature, my brain solutions leadership assessment that I was talking about earlier, they're training like, you know, all the top level CEOs at Google, Microsoft, Facebook, a lot of the top level companies that are thriving right now are doing these things and they know the power of the subconscious and they're using it. You know, we talked about in past episodes that power, you know, that statistic about, you know, your brain processes 11 million bits of information per second and conscious mind only processes 40 of that. You know, the 10 million, whatever is, is your subconscious mind. So really utilize that. You know, this leads to kind of brainstorming when these kind of CEOs are in meetings trying to brainstorm for new ideas, for business development or whatever it is. You know, the traditional model was, all right, let's get in a room and let's think, 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 think. You know, what it is now is actually stop thinking, start wandering. And what I mean by that is that, well, okay, you can think, think, think. But then after you've done that, walk away, go and wander. Let your subconscious mind gather all the stuff that you were thinking, 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 and let it come up with the idea. It will come to you. So now a lot of the corporations and executives are, okay, let's think about this a little bit. Okay. And then once we've done thinking about it, they take either like a few hours, they tell them, go go take a walk, go work out, go do something you love, go do something that you're not thinking about anything, or let's take 24 hours, just don't do work. And they're really switching this model to where all of a sudden it just comes up. And, you know, when they ask certain people, you know, when have you had your most creative ideas? And actually, I'll just ask you right now, when have you had your creative moments? Like, what were you doing where you had some insights or like creative moments or, you know, wow, I know what I need to do now, or just, you know, were there some times where you had some insights? And if so, what were you doing? Yeah, I'm outside too that come to mind very quickly. Number one is in the shower because you're kind yep, of just staring one at of the them, wall. Yeah. You're like, oh, crud, I need to do this. And then that leads you on to another thought. Exactly. But really for me, especially since the first of the year, some of you guys out there know that I do a, a nighttime and a morning brain dump where I write uh, with markers on the mirror, dry erase markers on my mirror in my bathroom. So I'll be brushing my teeth at night. And that's when a lot of creative ideas come to me. And I'll write something down that I want to remember for the next day, hop back in the bathroom the next morning to brush my teeth after I wake up. And I may jot down three or four more things and shoot a picture of it to myself. That Those are two times where I'm just kind of standing there idle, doing something that doesn't take a lot of work. And my brain is wandering. Awesome. So exactly. So studies and research has shown exactly that, that people are having these insights and creative moments in the shower, while they're working out, while they're driving, while they're brushing their teeth, while they're just doing mindless activities. And so it's kind of like, why aren't we taking advantage of that? Yet we go to the traditional model still like, okay, get here. Let's think, 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 where it's like your, your, your subconscious mind, which is really more powerful. You're not allowing it to do its job. 
And so while you're just, you know, after you've thought about it and you've gone and do what you said, all of a sudden these ideas come up. And so now corporations and executives are actually starting to implement this. And I think it's just a great way of thinking. Let's change the way we think. Let's change the way we do things. Uh, and this is a great way of doing that. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up the NeuroMiner. Like I said, I've heard of it before. Didn't really pull up anything on it before until now. And what I'm looking at here is on biohacked.com, which I know you're a fan of as well. That's what came up whenever I Googled this. And that's where it's got the creative brain training tool, the alpha waves, theta waves, delta waves, just as you mentioned, there's a hard, there's a medium, there's a very hard. But one of the sentences here says, it turns out that our most aha sparks of insider creativity come in moments where we're daydreaming or our mind is drifting. So I think the whole point is here, guys, whether you've gone out and picked up software or you're using a phone app, don't overcomplicate this. Just find more times during the day that you can start incorporating a wandering or drifting mind. And then also I would follow that up with find times during the day that maybe you do follow a guided meditation where your mind isn't wandering as much as it is just focusing on the breath, but still wandering in the sense of not as focused on our super noisy, busy lives. And that creativity is going to start sparking as well. So I think this is really cool. It looks like the subscription to this is like $99 for the entire year, which I think is the same thing that Headspace is on the app where they sell the mm -hmm. subscription, but this looks awesome. The tracks are created yeah. uh, by Holosync founder, Bill Harris, which you and I both know. Yep. And then they've also tested it at 40 years of sin, which is Dave Asprey's company. And you know, just, yep. I'm really excited. Like if my wife was here, she'd be rolling her eyes. Like, she's like, Oh great. Another thing that you can like, uh, <laughs> you know, start diving into or whatever. But like, yeah, I'm getting yeah. like giddy as I'm reading this and what it does. And man, this looks really, Oh, it's really, uh, cool, this man. looks really awesome. It, lo it, it, it looks like the sessions are 20 minutes on the easy 25 on the visionary or the harder and then 35 on the dreamer. So obviously you're going to have to take some intentional time to block this out. But I think, uh, just from the, the idea of this here, uh, just like I, focused on this week with the 30 minute meditation. Like you, you've got to do that. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your brain to start building these things in and you got to do it. But it's really in its own class. So it's not, you know, this meditation and it's only meditation. It's something kind of unique and different. I think Dave Asprey and Bill Harris from Centerpoint Research Institute kind of really combined efforts to really come up with something so unique that I don't think is out there because it's why you're in that meditative state. Instead of just meditating, you're having to try to recall what, how many bells were being sang. And when you're in meditative state, it's very hard to do that. And so by trying to remember in a level of consciousness where it's not a focused state and you trying to remember certain things in that state is what is building that muscle. So that when you're walking in your daily life, all of a sudden you have this aha moment or this creative state or you're in the shower, you're brushing your teeth and you remember and you, instead of writing it down, it's already being soaked in there. You're going to remember it an hour from now. You're going to remember it the day after because you have that bigger muscle, if that makes sense. Man, that is awesome. Guys, as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, I just, you know, I love hanging out with Emilio. There's so much that we talk through and you can yeah. only do so much every episode, but that's why we're going to keep bringing great stuff out to you guys. And the feedback has been great on these live episodes. Like I told you guys before, that's what thrills us because we can talk to each other all day long and I love doing that, but it's when we impact lives out there that really make this thing, you know, worthwhile. So, you know, I think the main theme of today, it's funny how our, our conversations always mesh up. We've got unique ideas and things that we're bringing to the table and they always kind of mesh up back to, you know, really what the podcast was created for, which is peak performance, but so much around brain health and cognitive function and those sort of things. So just to recap here, lithium for you guys, I'm going to link up the, the type that I use or the type that I have found favorable. There's probably a lot of great stuff out there, but again, use your brain. 
use your good judgment. More importantly, if you have any issues out there that you think might be competing with this, check with your doctor first. We are not doctors. We only learn from great ones. And you know, a lot of this neurominer stuff that Emilio is bringing out, again, go to biohack.com, which is an amazing site anyway, in and of itself, but it's biohack.com forward slash neurominer forward slash welcome. I'll link that up in the show notes as well. Again, biohack.com forward slash neurominer, N-E-U-R- O-M-I-N-E-R forward slash welcome. That'll take you right to the page of everything that we're talking about here. Check it out for yourself and uh, figure out what level is right for you as you start building this in and getting your brains to a healthier track of not necessarily so much focus and work, work, work during the day, but some of the wandering as well, which there's tons of benefits to. Yeah. And so I'd love to give you guys a $100 gift card uh, for the NeuroMiner. In thinking about this right now, I didn't know how I was going to do this, but you know, you were talking about giving your book away from some of the, you know, maybe rating it five stars and providing some comments. So here's what I'll do. You know, the first person to give a five star on this particular podcast and show this episode, along with maybe, you know, three insights that they got, speaking of insights, three insights they they got from Jared, maybe three insights that they got from myself. So three for Jared, three for me. And it doesn't necessarily have to be from this episode. You can, it could be from another episode, but three insights from Jared, three insights from myself. And the first person to do that, I will go ahead and give a $100 gift card for the NeuroMiner. So let's see who wins it this time. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't be surprised when I go on there and give a five-star review and I'm <laughs> yeah. the one that claims that gift card from you there. So Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Man, I really enjoyed this episode and really looking forward to checking out the NeuroMiner stuff. And hopefully you guys found a lot of value out of the lithium as well. So again, he's Emilio Palafox. I'm Jared Warren. If you want to shoot my team an email about anything that we talk about here, the best way to do that is at info at success101podcast.com, or you can catch Emilio on email at emilio at crossphoenixcoaching.com, as well as catching us in the world of social media, either at success101podcast on Instagram or Facebook, or Emilio underscore Palafox underscore on Instagram for him as well. So we'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode. Thanks so much for your comments and writing in, and we'll see you later. Thank you, guys.